0: Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. Today, I'm doing a one-on-one with U.S. Army veteran and former Trump supporter, Mr. David Weissman. David, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Hi, and thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So you're based in Florida, right? Correct. And we know that Florida is a pretty much a red state. So had you been a Republican pretty much your whole life up until uh, recently?
1: And it's Greg. I'm always one of Republicans.
0: So let's go back to 2016. We're just going to jump right into it. We have about eight or ten Republican candidates. Was Trump your first choice, or was there somebody else that you were kind of rallying behind that you were hoping would be president of the United States? Uh,
1: yes. In fact, I actually wanted to vote, I voted for a in a, 10 crews in a primary election.
0: So you were extremely and conservative.
1: Yes, and that's, that's actually how I told people how conservative I was, by saying that's who I picked first.
0: So, what was it about Ted Cruz that m- made you want to vote for him and, and put your support behind him?
1: Um. Well, at the time, like, when I really got into politics, I, I believed in the Constitution, a conservative uh, view on the Constitution, because, like I guess I've always been that, and, uh, and I believed that he re- represented what conservatives were about. Mm-hmm. And, 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 of course, I also believed in the demonizing of Liberal values and Democrats, and so uh, it was easy to pick Ted Cruz, someone who's been, been in the system, you know, for a long time, knows how the game works. Right. And I felt that he was the right candidate for president at the time.
0: So, when you say you believed in the demonizing of Democrats and liberal views, what were some of those views that you were just completely opposed to when you were a Republican?
1: Sure. Um. I I believed in that they wanted to take all of our weapons away. I believed. That they care about illegal alien aliens over military. Um, they supported Islamic terror. They were an the enemy, and no, they were an the enemy of America. I believe in all that stuff.
0: And you would believe that your whole life, pretty much. Correct. So your fam was your family Republican as well. Yes. Okay. So we get to now the, the Republican nominations, and it's Donald Trump. Were you happy about that? Were you surprised? Did it matter? You were going to be voting Republican anyways. You know what? Um, w- what were your thoughts?
1: Sure. I mean, I was like, I was you know a little upset that Cruz lost, but I, I also like Trump as well. I mean, the ideologies between Trump and Cruz were very, very, very similar. Okay. And so it was a pretty easy uh, choice to make when he became the nominee. And so and. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty simple switch. I mean, um, you know, you still had the demonizing and the Democrats that was going on. Mm-hmm. So there was like no, uh, you know, no
0: hesitation to go all in for MAGA when he became the nominee. Right. So you vote for him. He becomes the president of the United States. What was the turning point for you when you realized, oh, this isn't what I thought I voted for. This isn't. The, the person that's backing the kind of ideals that I want, or even when you changed y- y- your mindset about certain ideals. Like, just what was the, the turning point for you?
1: Okay, well, it was a very unique journey. Um, a lot of it came through dialogue about democratic values, liberal values. And how that started was when, at the time on Twitter, a lot of conservatives were complaining about uh, being shadow banned, which is okay. where they feel they're being suppressed, uh, low engagements, uh, so they feel like they're being the Lord. So uh, at that time, I was like, you know, why are conservatives being shadow banned when you have liberal celebrities like Sarah Silverman and Stephen Colbert, uh, you know, wearing Nazi outfits and, and all crazy kind of stuff? And, and I actually made a tweet about that. So and normally when you go on Twitter and you, you know, interact with Hollywood, you you know, they get blocked because you're always attacking them and always going after them because you feel like Hollywood is part of that uh, uh, democratic uh, MSN coalition that was to, you know, take over America. Mm -hmm. And um, so I actually got a response from Sarah Silverman, which was pretty surprising, and she explained what... Her humor of being gallows humor was about just pretty much trying to get people talking and reaction to people, not necessarily to offend anyone, but just to get people talking. So I was kind of surprised that um, she responded at first, and then I kind of realized, you know what, if she's you know, following me, why why not find out why she likes Trump? You know, I mean, Trump is or why she doesn't like Trump. So I thought, you know, she's Jewish, I'm Jewish, you know, he's pro-Israel, you know, what gives, you know, why don't you like Trump? And, you know, we had a a respectful discourse on why she did it, and I told her why I did. And it was pleasant, you know, like I said, uh, on Twitter it's always so polarizing attacks, yeah, owning the libs. So, then um, then later on I kind of thought, well, that was kind of... Pleasant, and uh, you know, it's still you know the, the you know sort of social media war is still going on about liberal values, and and so I want to find out, okay, why do liberals believe in the things they do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then I responded to her because she responded to me before, and I said, okay, why do you guys care more about illegal aliens than uh, military? And then she actually responded again, saying, that's not true. Um, you actually care. you can actually do both. You can care about immigrants, because we're a nation of immigrants. And you can still care about the military. The Democratic Party has a lot for the military. And, you know, I learned, you know, from when she quoted a lot of her followers, came and joined in a conversation, uh, learned about um, those Democrat that created NGI GI bill. Is a Democrat that, um, you know, done so many different things for the military that I, I do not know because you know, I always always led to believe that the GOP was pro-military.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I learned that you know when it comes to immigration, there are even the right laws, not just what we think is what we think is legal and illegal immigration. In order seeking asylum, there's you know a lot of the problems actually come through the port of entry. Not necessarily an invasion, like the right wing media tends to make it out to me. So, a lot of the stuff that I realized, I started to be like, wait a minute, you know, is, is, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah,
0: it's not you know? true. Yeah.
1: So, um, so, so, then I started asking more questions like, why do, you know, he's Sarah, like, why do Democrats want to take guns away? And as someone as progressive as she is, saying, no, we don't want to take guns away. And I was like, and then like, oh, well, like, another another thing added on that right wing media was wrong about. So I mean, you know, I'm really wondering like, why why am I being lied to here by the conservative media? Because you know, that's something that I I trusted on for so many years when it came to news.
0: So so you were met with compassion, and that's what really made you kind of open your mind, open your willingness to listen and to understand, simply because of how she interacted with you.
1: You know, there was no insults. There was no um, arguing. You know, I'm right. You know, she accepted who I was. Um, she accepted who I supported, I mean, and that's one of the things that really brought down my wall. Is when I'm, you know, starting to learn so many democratic values mm-hmm. were wrong. Uh, conservative media made it out to me. Right, right. I, I had to learn a lot more. You know, I started talking to more people. Uh, I started talking to Women's March uh, people, learned about you know racism, what's going on, you know, with police brutality, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, Neil, and you know I, I and Sarah saw that, and she actually you know sort of gave me a huge shout out saying hey, you know, and I can actually show you the tweet, you know, when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. as far as she said we became Twitter friends. You no, know, he loves Trump, I know, but realize you know, that we're not so different. And, you know, after that that really brought my wall down yeah. of hate from Democrats, you know, and I kinda wanna learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just I just kept learning more, asking questions. Uh, learning about Obama, I mean Clinton, you know, learning that, you know, hey Obama's actually a pretty decent president. Yeah. He pretty much just tried to do what Sarah Zimmerman did is trying to get people me you to know, open their eyes and, you know, realize that, hey, there are other different points of view in our country, you know, it's, it's not the million you know, of the white evangelicals, I think, that own this country, you know, there's like so many, it's a melting pot,
0: yeah.
1: and, you know, so, so throughout this, throughout this journey, you know, asking questions, a lot of Trump supporters were getting a little, you know, exaggerated or upset, saying, hey, I'm closing in with Democrats, you know. Is he a sellout? Is he a traitor? You can get different backlashes, you know, just for dialoguing. Right. Because, you know, when I, when I, I guess a lot of it was when I learned how the Republican Party values were a lot of what about of isms of um, the Democratic Party. That's when I, I I decided to leave the Republican Party first before I actually uh, stopped from support. Because I realized mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they preached for so many years was wrong.
0: Right. So Sarah was a a huge factor in helping you kind of just change your opinion altogether. But I'm wondering, even before she interacted with you, why were none of the other things that Trump did and said deal breakers for you? I mean, there were so many, terrible comments that just as a human being you shouldn't say but even as the leader of the free world and the president of the united states like you never took a moment to just say like oh that was inappropriate or he probably shouldn't have said that like how did you excuse and and justify the things that he would say and the daily tweets that he would put out before you decided to take away your support from him and had this conversation with sarah
1: well it was there's different factors no, I, had, like, I had a similar role with you um as he did when it came to, like, Muslims and immigrants, so I didn't think that was bad at all. Uh, when, when it came to grabbing women by the, you know, that, you know, I, as a guy, and who was in the Army and, you know, a lot of stuff was said in the independent and a defended it as room conversation, and, you know, we felt like, you know, other things about it was, you know, fake news, because, um, you know, when you're a conservative, you always believe that a lot of the liberal media was fake news, you know, mm-hmm. there was always an attack on conservatives, Republicans. So they didn't really give it the time of day to see, hey, they're going to be right about him. So,
0: so, so for you with Trump, b- before you left the Republican Party, and before you stopped supporting him, what were the two issues for you that made you want to to, to support him?
1: Um, definitely security. I, I felt that he, had, he was you know, strong against Osama's um, and also my, I believe that he was a successful businessman to help bring the economy.
0: Okay. Okay. So economy was important to you. All right. I'm Cause sorry. that seems to, that seems to be a general consensus with a lot of people in the Republican party. You know, they care about the economy. Um, they care about abortion. It's a huge thing in the Republican party as well. Um, but I, I've noticed that a lot of these statements that they make, they don't really, they're not really backed up with their actions. And I don't know that now that you've become a liberal and you're kind of on the other side of the fence, if you're starting to see any kind of hypocrisy or lies or inconsistencies from the Republican party, from the things that they say and the things that they do.
1: Yeah. I, I see that now. It's, clear to say it. it's crazy. It's yeah. like, I mean, especially when it comes to like defending the constitution, you know, it's, it's amazing how they just turn a blind eye to it. I mean, it's like, when it comes to racism, uh, constitutional violations, or anything like that, if a Democrat does it, you now they're all over it. Mm-hmm. But when one of their own does it, then they act like it doesn't yet exist, like it didn't even happen.
0: So, the phrase, make America great again, what did that mean for you? Um,
1: I guess what that meant for me was, you know, where America used to have, uh, you, know, have you know, economy and security. Um, I, you know, I kind of realized that it means a lot of things for other people, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, so then, you know, there's probably some there's, you know racist tone to it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, and I didn't realize it was at the time. because my worldview was a lot different back
0: then. Yeah, Well, it's, it's it's incredible to hear how drastic of a change it is because I know. I mean, I I dialogue with people on Twitter and on Facebook a lot that have opposing views, and. It's kind of like once you're in that, that hole so deeply, it's hard to get out of it. So I'm just impressed that you were so willing to listen and you were able to have civil conversations. Because, and I'm sure now that you're on this side of things, you're being met, like you mentioned, you're being met with a lot of vitriol from, from Trump supporters and people that are on, you know, part of MAGA and they don't even like you talking to people, which that has to be hard to, to be on the receiving end of that now for you.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not easy because, you know, for so many years, I was the one doing that and now, I mean, you know, you're not receiving it, it's definitely a different feeling, especially like through this journey, um, I learned how, uh, one of the biggest things that i learned about the Democrats is like you know, they don't, um, you know, they're not trying to take their rights away, they're trying to find rights of others and seeing, you know, what other people outside of my public go through. Definitely softened uh, my heart in many many ways, which is why I talk about having empathy. You know, for immigrants, for people of color, for you know Muslims, you know, different groups that I never really really thought about before. Mm-hmm. And seeing all that, seeing all the, all the injustice I go through, uh, really affected me. And you know, so I I try to be, you know, I mean, yeah there are times where you, get, like, where you get frustrated and angry and so is what like Trump does now and, but you know it's sort of different it's not, it's not like a hateful anger it's more mm-hmm. like you know there's so much wrong going on you know and you try to get you know this one about it but uh, so yeah so when you when you, do, you know dialogue you know they feel so victimized when they attack you and try to silence you and so many people that I knew when they knew that it's kind of like know, you know kind of hurtful and especially when they knew me or you know and because I had met a lot of different connections when I was on the right and right. you know yeah. some of them just like they just like shun you yeah <laughs> uh, oh, so there's a lot of different reactions and yeah. they know and then you yeah, have the obsessed uh social ones I try to you know, you know, you, know I want, you know I've learned I've learned how to thick skin and uh doing what I do and so I learned it out, but you know, they still they still go on your mentions and try to defame you and try to get people not to like you so, so we will stop you know so, but you know, it's not working. Right. But um yeah, there've there been a lot of different responses and reactions from Trump supporters and you know, there have been some that I actually had uh, decent dialogue with and right. I and I, I encourage that when it happens.
0: Which I always find so interesting that there is such an anger coming from that side, especially because the, they're a party that does align themselves with Christianity and and Christian values. And I know you mentioned you're Jewish, but when when you look at what Christianity and and what, you know, those values are supposed to be, it is the complete opposite of how they're acting. And I always found that interesting because I, I view myself as a Christian and I grew up in the church, but I would think that wanting to have equal rights for everybody and, truly loving your neighbor as yourself is what they should be doing. And I feel like I've never actually seen that behavior and I definitely never saw it from Trump. So I was so surprised that so many uh, people that are within the Christian base in faith communities voted for him and support him because to me it's completely opposite of what you're saying you believe in.
1: I think a lot of that comes from fear. Mm. Um, a lot of frightening media for so many years during, especially during Obama's presidency, because many Christians believe that he was Muslim. One thing uh-huh. uh, believe that you know their rights are being taken away as Christians. Mm. Um, you know, with the war on Christmas that you know Hannity and O'Reilly is right. the uh, you know force out people's throats. Like, oh, there's not a lot of practicing Christian faith in public public places and, and, and you know in reality it's just asking for consideration of other things right, but right. Um, they always hope that their first amendment rights are being jeopardized hence why they believe that there was one to take rights away and so a lot of that so when they have Trump someone is, you know has no decency no um, you know, you don't, you don't just speak his mind, party. You know, that was one of the things I liked about him at the time because normally politicians work well with each other. And I guess, what, um, the conservative, I was part of the Tea Party, conservative uh, right wing, where you felt that those kind of politicians aren't conservative enough. Mm. And, um, so we always felt like, oh, they're part of the theme state, they're part of you know, the rhinos, they're not going to fight for our rights. Right. That's why Trump was different because you know he didn't help back you know he knew what he knew what his face wanted and he spoke for his face
0: exactly and he's still doing that it's, it's really crazy and wild to see so for you though was there a specific action of trump that really made you take a step back and say okay yeah i can't support this guy anymore i know you had the dialogue on twitter you were engaging yes. with more liberals and democrats but what was the specific action of trump's that was an absolute deal breaker for you
1: I think it was like sort of a two-step uh, deal. Um, one, well, being a veteran and you know the, and serving for many years. Mm-hmm. You know, How many
0: years did you serve again? Thirteen. Wow! Thank you. Thank you for your service.
1: Thank you. Um, I I I guess I became more open-minded to learn about Trump after learning that conservative media was wrong about Obama and Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And you know. Well, some of the things I learned, like you know, he wasn't really a successful businessman. He had a lot of failures, and he had a lot of corruption in the way he built with business for many years. You know, and one of the biggest things that really got to me was that he a draft five times. I mean, I this whole time I thought he was a patriot, cared about the military, cared about the country. You know, all American. You know, for the flag. I mean, you don't know, for the flag. You know, you stand for the flag. Salute. You know, and then to learn that he was a trap dodger, you No, know, five times. You know, and that was like one of the biggest like blows that I had. He
0: dodged, then, He he dodged it five times. Yeah. Five
1: wow! I didn't times.
0: know it was five times. Wow. Okay, that's inc- yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> and
1: that is. I mean, especially with you know being the Republican Party, it's supposedly like the patriotic party. Mhm. Mhm. And I think like so that's sort of like realized that, you know, this is kind of I like word of horn, you know, because I pictured him to be something else. And, you know, that's when I kind of decided, you know, I'm kind of done being a Trump supporter and, and you know, and the more. And all of just is just, you know, spreading out hate, you know, because I learned to have empathy through my journey here. And, like, what really, what really, like, put the nail on the top in was this meeting um, with Putin and his mm. um, our adversary um, behind closed doors. We left through, you know, recorded by the Russians and you know, I I was like and I and I kind of believe how Hillary Clinton predicted that and knew that, you mm-hmm. know, the debates. And I, I just I just, like I couldn't believe how right she was and you know, I I even did a whole thread like saying, you know, you were actually you're absolutely right. And um you know, that's when I, I never, I never really looked back at us and, you know, and more and more and more, you see how dangerous and reckless a president he is, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So currently, Sorry. when you're looking at the country, how do you feel?
1: Um, oh, well, the new outlook, new world worldview, and it's definitely not the country that I thought it was, you know, mm-hmm. um, we have so many issues going on that we need to fix. Uh,
0: you know, race relations, um, you know, medical care,
1: mm-hmm. you know, the coronavirus now. I mean, I don't know. It's like a, sort of like a letdown. I mean, yeah. America is like this great superpower. And, but no, this country has so many different problems. And, you know, the president always is tweeting about it. You know, he's not. <laughs> Or in coffee, he's not really. I mean, I get. I mean, I get that he has limits and powers, which is definitely a good thing. But you know, President can do so much more. Um, he's just doing the bare minimum.
0: When you were a Republican and a Trump supporter, did you ever feel like you had to hide your support for Trump? Oh no, I, I definitely did not. Uh, you know, in fact, I had a lot of
1: pictures of me wearing a Trump gear and Trump hat. Um, Those in rallies, um, you know, I, I definitely did not was not afraid of showing support.
0: So you you were totally proud of it then. Oh
1: yeah, yeah was Now I'm ashamed that I yeah <laughs> I was so, gonna yeah. say
0: so looking back you do you do feel ashamed and you regret it.
1: Oh yeah, I, I definitely do. I mean, there was there two things about it. I mean, there was a con job, of thinking that he was something else, and there's also the you know the racism factor yeah. um, part of it too. You know, yeah. so those two different, um, you know, that makes it, that
0: makes sense to you. No, yeah, absolutely. So you, you also have a Facebook group that, uh, is full of former Trump supporters. What is, what is the tone like within that group and what's kind of been the general consensus about the last four years?
1: Well, the tone has been pretty amazing. Um, I There's there definitely a lot of former Trump supporters in the group, and there's also never Trump support, never Trumpers, because, uh, you know, I felt they were keen in my attorney as far as encouraging me to keep speaking out, so I felt like other Trump supporters, former Trump supporters, should have that. Mm-hmm. And one the reason why I created this group was to create a uh, safe space for them. Uh, Well, you know, they mentioned before about the trolling of a former Trump supporter. You know, this way they have a, like, the goal goal of this group is is to have them vent vent out everything and also let people know, hey, you know, I'm not the only one. There's lots of us out there. And uh, so um, a lot of the people seem to have stopped supporting him because of the way he's handling the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And and that seems to be like an eye-opener for many. lack
0: of responsibility that he's taking on in regards to the pandemic. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's been rough. It's been a really rough few months that, you know, he knew about it, didn't do anything. And now look at us, you know, the U S has the worst cases out of any country, you know, and, and it's, it's sad to see how many deaths are happening and that the cases are just rising and rising. And there's no, there hasn't been any leadership in, in regards to, to the pandemic that we you would expect from the president. So I I imagine this is this pandemic in general, even though I think a lot of the things before should have been deal breakers, but I could see that this specific situation would be a huge deal breaker for a lot of people.
1: Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, in, you know, Republicans in general, you know, are trying to do the right thing in my wearing masks Mm -hmm. and social distancing, you know, it seems like to me that only the core base that seems to be French on, um, on the on the the guidelines, but so yeah, a lot of people are kind of like saying like, well, well, why is this guy acting
0: like yeah yeah
1: so unhinged and you know so many you know so many people died in this pandemic.
0: Unhinged yeah. is the correct word <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so um, speaking to because a lot of my listeners and and fan base, they're they're liberals and Democrats. Some of them are moderates, but I would say majority of them. are... Are are anti-Trump. How do you, you get through to, or you know, figure out how to converse with other Trump supporters? I mean, I know you were met with compassion, and you know, Sarah was very kind to engage with you and, and help you start it, to sort see the light. But it is very difficult sometimes because I think conversations with people that have opposing views, it always turns into this yelling match, so to speak, even though you're on Facebook or Twitter. So what would you say is the best approach to try to get through to a Trump supporter to get them to listen, to try to get their, their viewership outside of Fox News, to see a different perspective, to really look at facts? How would you How would you tell our, my listeners to, to do that?
1: I would say is just accept them for who they are. Have no expectations of changing them. Just talk. <sighs> you know, we need to get to a place where we can talk again. And, you know, that was the big thing, you know, once we had conversations going, then I was, I was encouraged to learn more. So I think, um, without having an intention of that, that might help out, um, you know, healing our country mm-hmm. to be able to talk again, talk with one, with each other.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's so difficult with social media nowadays because you aren't talking to people face to face. And I feel uh, like if people were talking face to face, it probably would be way more civil, to be honest.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely. Especially, like, they won't be uh, under pressure, too, because everybody sees each
0: other's tweets and... <laughs> exactly. Replies. Exactly. It's just like kind of like this mob mentality of everybody getting on board yeah, exactly. to attack a certain person. Yeah, that happens so much, and I can see why people would... They they start to just go the negative way in how they're responding, because it's easier to do that. Um, right. So, this election that's coming up in 2020... You have made the decision that you are voting for Joe Biden. I've seen you, you tweet about that. Um, why do you think, I mean, there's so many obvious reasons, but why do you think he is the better candidate as
1: opposed to Trump? Um, uh, he has experience compassion. passion. Um, he had, you know, medical care plans. Uh, you know, he has experience having a, a pandemic playbook. Uh, he has plans on gun reform, you know, he's tackling all the different um, issues that this country needs fixing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows how to, you know, lead. Uh, he knows how to take responsibility, you know, the situation with the whole terror mean, you know, issue. You know, he came out and said, "You know what? You know, go ahead and search my records. I have nothing to hide." Right. You know, that's that, that takes courage and leadership and transparency, something that we don't have right now. Mhm. Uh, so there's there's like so many different qualities that Joe Biden has, and I think is, you know, was why that he should be president. That's uh, come November.
0: That's great. So before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask one more question of you. Sure. If there's one thing that you would want a Trump supporter currently to look at in Trump's record to make them change their mind? What would be the one situation you would say, Hey, look at what, how he responded to this. It could be the pandemic. It could be anything else, but I'm just curious for you, if you were to give them one piece of evidence to show them like, Hey, Trump is not the president that you think that he is, what would it be?
1: The way he treats military and veterans.
0: Mm. Sure. And I know that's very personal for you, of course.
1: Uh, Definitely. And the way, you know, Republicans claim to be the party that cares about military and veterans. So um, look at the facts of that, you know, the situation with Russia putting a bounty on American forces and his response to that. Um, How he feels about POWs, PTSD. Mm -hmm. There's like so many different facts on the way he feels about veterans and military. You know, anything, look
0: at that. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much, David. Where can my listeners follow you?
1: Sure. um, You can follow me at Twitter at, at David M. Weissman. And I also write more times in Israel.
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thanks. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Need to Talk the Podcast and Twitter at underscore We Need to Talk underscore.